0: Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, join us on a cruise through space to the majestic sounds of Synthwave and Naked Dancing Ladies as we dive into Blood Machines. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. And I'm Diamond. Oh man, Blood Machines. What a trip.
1: What a i'm still so i watched it when it first came out and then i rewatched it this morning again and i'm still thoroughly impressed with how much story they packed into what like 50 minutes like yeah about 50 minutes yeah for this one. <laughs> um i know originally it was supposed to be like the whole chunk but because they were working with shutter they split it into those three episodes that you can watch
2: it's easier to get a quote-unquote TV series on a platform right. oh, definitely. than a movie. So,
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I feel like part of this was also just a big music video that Carpenter Brute put together for this. He yeah. definitely
1: had a music video before. I think he conceptualized the idea in a music video and then probably used that as a proof of concept when he wanted to go and like suggest they make something longer. And then after seeing that, they were like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's do something else. And so they got, like, what? how many different studios working on it?
2: Uh, They had seven different uh, visual companies working on it. That's wild.
1: That doesn't happen, like, even on feature-length films. No. So it's kind of crazy that they got that many people to work together.
2: This was surprising because I I stayed for the credit song after an episode, and I was just like, I'm just going to watch these now. And then I watched it, and it was just, oh, damn. Two animation studios, cool. Oh, three, four. Oh shit. There's like seven Yeah. On here. Okay. <laughs> and um,
1: a huge amount of people working on it. Um, mm-hmm. so
2: I'm gonna get into the production notes for blood machines. Yeah, go for it. This was released last year and on May twenty first, twenty twenty. It was it was released on Shutter. Um it is basically uh, what's the word? It was kickstarted by uh, the person who g- goes by Carpenter Brut as well as Seth Ickerman, who is the director and the uh, writer with uh, Rafael Hernandez, as well as Satri- uh, Savitri Jolie-Gonford, just a lot of uh, French people. Yeah, I was
1: like, this is a bunch of French people, uh-uh. right? <laughs> that just you know,
2: work in the industry. But this is Seth Ickerman's first uh, debut like thing for anything, other than the music video that he made. I'm
1: very surprised to find that this is his debut stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fully committed to making a very niche cult-like film, and I should mention that I'm like the target audience for something like this. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed like every minute of it.
2: Yeah, every minute is like super visually groundbreaking and just super nice to look at, as well as the the uh, score, who is which is also made by Carpenter Britt. Yeah, uh, definitely amplifies everything you're watching. Um, so Seth Ickerman directed Carpenter Brute's music video for Turbo Killer and then basically he came up with a light uh, idea like you said but he basically told him here is the idea go nuts with it do what you want with the concept and then they completely like floored him because what they showed him is the final product oh
1: geez there were
2: there wasn't back and forth they he said it was like opening a present on christmas morning holy
1: shit so he gave them an idea and concept and then didn't touch it until it was finished
2: yeah they were they they finished it and then they're like here's what we have that's cr- crazy i don't know if i would be able
1: to do that <laughs> to just kind of hand <laughs> it off to somebody and be like yeah go for it
2: yeah because i mean the thing is like this guy's making albums every other year and he's going on tours with a lot of notable bands and that's the thing like carpenter brook got notoriety from uh being on hotline miami Hotline Miami, too, and so all those bands in that era, like Perturbator, and like, uh, yeah, I feel like you should mention
1: that that is like such a specific type of music, and there's probably like a handful of people who are like directly responsible for popularizing it. Oh,
2: yeah, and that's the thing, like, Devolver, the people who made Hotline Miami, were just looking up random people on Bandcamp, they found (laughs) EP one, two, and three, and decided to use songs from two and three, and then after that, every person that was on there. Plays festivals now. Yeah. Everyone that does that goes on giant tours now because they are like pioneers of like that era. And like now at this point, a lot of those people are even denouncing Synthwave because they want to move on to more industrial stuff, more soundtrack kind of stuff. So it's like kind of a weird shift to see, but Synthwave is still popping. Getting into that atmospheric (laughs) creation of music. Which is really cool because I, I remember the other day, someone was like, who can you compare to as like this eras like current john carpenter when it comes to synth music oh. and i was like that's a very hard question to answer because there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of different things and expanding yeah i don't know if you could
1: even narrow down to one like one person there, there's a lot of synth waves yeah because i don't think it's like
0: really difficult to make with like technology how yeah, it is now we're not in the tools like we're not in analog land anymore so because
1: <laughs> of that you know you're gonna have a lot of artists so. unless you're like a music purist and you're like i have to use yeah, exactly of <laughs> all of this
0: hardware specifically, yeah.
2: <laughs> Anyways, um I yeah, essentially like now synthwave has been very commercialized. Like there are whole synthwave audio and visual packs that you could buy for your movies. Yeah, As this well, feels like, like when I was VSTs. when
1: I was watching it, I was like, "Yo, this sounds like shit." People would definitely steal like to use for something else in in blood machines because I was like, "Yo, this is so good." Um, not to mention, I think there was music all the way through. I don't think there was any moments where it was quiet.
0: No, not at all. And if there is, it's like little. It's like atmospheric kind of
1: stuff, um, and they probably did that intentionally. the The film itself is interesting because it seems to use a combo. Of a lot of stuff, so it's like practical effects, CGI, actual miniatures and models, and a live set. Some sometimes
0: the CGI d- is, does not hold up as well as you want it to. Yeah, I, well, I, I it's will like say
1: stylized. Yeah, so, like you almost don't like it. Like I agree, like it kind of looks a bit awkward, but I don't think it's because the CGI is bad. I no, think it's I, just because like it's it looks different. There,
0: there's a part where one of the. I guess one of the uh, the scavenger people. Yeah, like one of them is walking around on like a, the ship, and I'm just like, that is clearly, oh ugly. Yeah. like you're clearly cr- like. There's little moments like that. Oh, that, gotcha. That 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 show like okay, so they 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 there's some stuff that they probably couldn't do yeah with you know whatever she's they're...
1: probably crawling on like a stairway like a green stairway. yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and it's and
0: it's really obvious to tell mm-hmm. that and i don't know wow. if that's an editing thing or if that's just a this is all we had to work with sort of deal there was
1: also a moment in the beginning when he grabs his gun out of the little like holder and like he waits purposefully for it to be on his back and turn green and i'm like no one's gonna wait there that long yeah exactly for that so that was the only thing though that like bothered me because outside of that i was like there's a lot going on in in such a short film
2: that's what a fun way to like uh make that like in their universe though like you could lock this gun but you have to wait till it says it's okay to move
3: yeah so just kind of creative weird
1: stuff so they they set the precedent that whatever gun they have there is like standard issue for whatever ship they're on. And that's an insane gun. (laughs) Like it's literally a, like an energy particle beam that stays like for a few seconds afterwards. And you can like throw someone into it. So it has like like a
2: little bit of a delay to it too. So you could just like, you're just firing a giant, I don't know. It's like the Tron bikes.
1: You know how they had, like, yeah. they left a,
0: like a... shoot Tron
1: bikes out of <laughs> the gun. You know
2: the fucking leftover trail?
1: That's yeah. what comes out of that gun, and it was really weird. I think they just wanted to show off how cool they could make CGI look. Yeah. And so they are like, check it out. I want to make this cool gun.
2: The close-ups on, like, characters, really well done.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They So so I, I did like the casting. They're weird and like really interesting looking. And then you get just a bit of the story as they go through the dialogue, but not s- just enough for you to be like, okay, yeah. And a lot of the criticism I saw for this was that it didn't make sense, that they didn't know what was going on. But it didn't feel that confusing to me. I,
0: I've watched it all the way through two times, but I want the first time I did it was a long time ago, like when it first yeah. came out and then I watched it again and I was actually like, I remember me being a little underwhelmed the first time, but then I watched it again and I was like, okay, this is super cool. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like, uh, it is vague, but not too vague. <laughs> from,
1: from, from, so like a general sense of what I understood was that there is a group of people who are aware that every ship has, like, a soul, uh, mm-hmm. which which can manifest itself in a in a physical female form, mm-hmm. which comes out of the ship, and they want to save that every time. Um, but there's also a little tidbit in the middle where they talk about some sort of rebellion from artificial intelligence, as in, like, robots. So this is, like, Animatrix or, like, the Matrix-style yeah. future world that they're living in and that they're now hunting them down, which is also, like, a direct reference to Blade Runner, mm-hmm. where, yeah. like, like, they're literally Blade Runners looking for... Uh, robots to like kill them, and then they have their onboard AI, which has been like subdued, kind of, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird and disturbing because it looks like a pregnant woman. Yeah, no, yeah, like no, in the exactly. middle of the ship, like, Tracy is chrome. super. Creepy. It's also a nice visual callback to Metropolis. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I you definitely. get to see the, the the visual design of the of the robot looks like that. Golden but then, woman. so so they like they discover that there's souls in every ship, and then the of course the dude who's religious is like that makes sense. Like there's souls, and so like he's like it's a miracle. Oh, you
2: talking about Lago. Yeah, the old man, the old
1: dude. Um, yeah. and then uh. And then they just kind of like they proceed from there that the the soul that's just escaped is trying to return to another place, aka like kind of a bigger ship that they could be a part of. Um, but then it kind of just it, it's like a really visual psychedelic experience yeah. as far as like what happens. It's after like them that.
0: joining all of the the ships together yeah. into one mm-hmm. massive Very, mother ship. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Very Voltron. <laughs> uh, um, putting them all. I gotta together. say, like. Watching the CGI for the the actual because the thing is in in the beginning of this movie they they shoot down the scavenger ships
1: yeah I don't and, think you you do get to see it right uh, you don't get to see it you just get to see them crash yeah you get to see it crash and um, then they land there I thought
2: it was so visually like compelling to watch the soul get ripped apart from the ship uh, hearing because they're like the ship is dying she's basically gonna die we got they even like try to take life support from the other ship to like save it right but it just it you end up hearing the ship scream out after they do a certain ritual and you just see like it's cool to see metal act like uh, a human body with like skin and blood and stuff so that was just like super creepy to me to watch just a regular spaceship yeah act like it had like a fucking bug underneath its skin
1: there's a reason why uh shutter decided to help produce it because it includes bits of sci-fi horror body horror um, kind of like your dystopian future where um, you're having things like this happen. This is also lands in such a niche sci-fi, like a uh, magic realm that I really like for any sci-fi projects, mm-hmm. which includes th- like the way the ship is like, so their ship that they're, what is it called? The, Oh God. It's, gotta look it up. it's uh, uh they it... have Tracy running the ship, but there's yeah, a... but it's another name. For yeah. It. That ship, not like practical. The or like, it's not like practical that. at all yeah like the design of it is not practical they just like it's all kind of for show but then it looks kind of cobbled together where like you literally have like a drawbridge chain like opening for the front (laughs) yeah like drops down and it looks like a mouth so like every Mm -hmm. time you walk out of it it just looks like a giant maw like opening up and so it's like it's got that weird u shape so that even is a callback to alien yeah where you had the like crash landed ship on oh yeah yeah no no definitely it looks like that it's got that curved shape so, like, they, they, all of these are just, this film is a huge callback to 80s films. Yeah. And, and like, sci-fi, like, sci-fi, like, sci-fi
0: vibes in general. Yeah. Like, especially with, like, some of the editing, too. Like, the green glowing on the gun, you can totally tell is, like, an after effect. Yeah. Similar to what they did on, like, Star Wars and things like that, oh, too. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, uh, no, very, very cool.
1: I'm a, I was a huge fan of, of that. Um, It's also really grimy. Most mm-hmm. like for almost everything is like filthy and dirty. Like all the screens they were touching, you could barely see through them because mm-hmm. they're just so dirty. What
2: was the ship name? Do you know? They don't have that anywhere written down. Dang. I, unfortunately. I, I, uh, the, I thought it was the
0: name of like the first episode is the same. Oh, the, the, mim. The, the MIM. The MIM. Yeah. There you go. That might be, that yeah. might be what they're talking about.
1: Um, Because there's. Uh, Dude,
2: that shit looks like it has teeth. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: So like the inside of it has like these things that open and close Um, and I don't know if it's like vents like for some of the heat, but the, the thing was like leaking water. Yeah. Which was really weird too. Like a whole waterfall. Yeah. And so I didn't understand like if it was cooling or if like the planet had just a lot of moisture. It was just, it was a weird thing to see like, this is very 80s, too. Like, when you watch Aliens and everyone's sweaty and, like, everything's yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything is wet. and Such a specific I mean,
0: aesthetic. I mean, a lot of people, like, if you talk to people that work on cars and things like that, they'll sometimes tell you that, like, cars are, like, their own, like, little biological being. Yeah. Like, how everything runs. So why couldn't that also apply to, you know, futuristic right. spaceships? And then you just take that concept and literally yeah. make it a person.
1: Yeah, or, this is a very literal translation of when... um. Like like ship captains are like, ah yes, the ship is a woman and it has a soul. And so this is like a transference of that into sci-fi. There's
0: definitely a feminist criticism we can do for this whole thing as well. So
1: I had a hard time with it because I want to believe it is a feminist story as far as like the women escaping and having their liberation. But I also have a hard time with it because they're naked the whole time and it's made for the male gaze, as in, like, we're seeing their boobs, they're naked all the time, and, like, they never get clothed. Like, you know what I mean? So there's always... There's still that vulnerability. The French. Yeah. I can't <laughs> tell if it's the French, right? right? I, I can't just, tell. I think it's well, just well, the French.
2: <laughs> well, also, I mean, I'm no woman, but being naked is liberating.
1: True. So that's that's another thing, too, is that there's a piece of it um, where, they like, they don't necessarily need it. Also, it wasn't like so they had the like upside down cross right like Mm -hmm. on their abdomen that kind of wrapped underneath so you weren't seeing like their vagina or anything yeah so like there was a very specific piece of nudity that was presented in the film and then like mer said it could be like when people do magic and they're what is it they're sky clad and they're naked they do rituals and things like that while naked and so yeah could have been absolutely a point i think Um, right
2: what i love about this is that uh they use carpenter britt's logo as that geometrical like (laughs) symbol for the all the rituals and stuff in the movie so like it's really cool to see it be like stamped on foreheads as well as like the ritual area where they kill uh velasquez i think mm-hmm. his name's is his... yeah i'm not the captain yes yeah, it's that's the captain that's a piece of shit yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so that was another thing too is um i've i've made comments and criticisms about this before but i feel like anytime you include a character who's like basically a rapist you're kind of just like, eh, you could have went with some other story like yeah. that. But like in this case, he's, he's a very terrible person. And from what he implies, he's had the ship Tracy or the AI onboard the ship like make androids for him to have sex with.
0: Oh, it's implied there. Well,
1: he kind of says it. Like he's like yeah. I've been fucking machines for so long, I'm like s- starting to smell like them, is what he says. And so it's, it's like gross. he's he's either directly having sex with something on the ship like that's Tracy or she's created something for him. Yeah. Which is fucked either way. I mean,
0: yeah, no, it's it's definitely I think that I think his representation is like is like you're like patriarchal. Right. If you were to if we if we're applying a feminist criticism to the movie itself, I think that that is what he represents. Now, I have trouble figuring out what Lago represents in that moment because he's actually kind of like, he's nice to Tracy most of the time until she doesn't let him leave. And then he's like, Hey, like
1: I took it as he's kind of like the people who stand by, and let things happen yeah and that doesn't makes sense do anything about it mm-hmm. so in his case it's it's like say somebody saw somebody being sexist or racist or something and they stood yeah. by and let it happen mm-hmm. he's kind of that person yeah, okay. yeah. Like, yeah. he knows full like he, he can't have been on the ship it's a small ship he can't yeah. have been on the ship and not known what his partner was doing yeah exactly and like just didn't do anything about it mm-hmm. no that of, makes a lot of sense yeah. It kind of makes sure.
2: sense because he is an older man too
1: yeah, he's also... So, I don't know. This kind of suggests to me that they were put together on purpose. As in, like... So, he's a mechanic. The other guy's the pilot and captain. The old dude is also religious and comes from a different era. So, like, he even tells them, oh, you're, like... You kind of deserve to have those beliefs. So, like, they kind of include a small bit of the story where they... He probably was young when the the artificial intelligence was around and, like, helping them. And then probably lived through when they decided to not help them anymore. And so probably had a weird relationship with Tracy because it's like a an AI that's been reprogrammed, basically. I, I'm also
2: yeah. wondering, like, maybe they don't know that souls are within the ship itself. Right. And what they were experiencing was a miracle. Because even the, their captain who's, like, calling them to, like, return to base is like, where are you guys? And then I think Lago says, I'm witnessing a miracle right now. Yeah, he
1: does. He's like, so, I think yeah. I just witnessed a
0: miracle. Yeah, like no, but I think the scavs know. Yeah, they the scavengers definitely know, definitely know.
2: But
1: I wonder—I have to wonder if they're the only ones who do, and yeah. so, um, and then it could be why all of those ships were kind of collected in that area in the hopes of doing what they did at the end. This this could even be a witchcraft like oh, commentary
0: as well because um, uh, because like the the space like the company that owns the ship that he's in tells them she's busted out you've got to go get her otherwise everything's awful because this one woman in particular has busted out of her situation and they're like we need to get her back in the ship yeah and so that's like a that's like a whole other like you know like analysis on it as well if you wanted to look
3: at it that Um, way
1: there's the inclusion so it's literally called blood machine so there is the inclusion of of blood and ritual as and, and even like this sort of antichrist ideal, which is the upside down cross and, on them.
0: And also literally like literally the machines bleed. Yeah. That's another, that's another big <laughs> he thing. He like notices
1: well. it when he tears off the piece Yeah, he's going down the elevator and he's like, why is there blood? Like, and he, he, the literal thing of having blood. On I his
0: forget hands. the name of the saint that wanted to be crucified, inverted. Oh, I next forget. to Jesus. Yeah. Because he didn't believe that he was, that he should be, yeah. you know, cause he believed that he shouldn't be crucified in the same way that Jesus was because he's not as holy as him. So it's like a whole. So there's like a weird. I don't. I don't know how you would apply that analysis to this movie at all.
2: I just know that because that uh, Carpenter Britt just uses that in like everything. He probably yeah, just exactly. likes the
1: way it looks. Yeah. Um. It was uh the cross of Saint Peter. Oh yeah. Okay. There you um, go. Yeah. It's associated with martyrdom. Okay, gotcha. So, that makes sense. So so in this case, they're kind of all doing that to, like, become a, a grander whole. Yeah. And so that's, like, it's they're like all a, sort of All sacrificing murdered. themselves
0: yeah. to become one grandmother ship so, in but space. But it
1: is very ritualistic and, like, witchcraft-like yeah. because the one woman kind of commands everything at some point. And so that was interesting. Yeah. It, it also felt weird and interesting to me that she decides to put on a mask before doing that mm-hmm. as if like this isn't her doing it it's like some like other things have come together to make her do this and then bringing everyone together to make uh, which is funny because it is a mothership like so it's like all of them come together to create mm-hmm. a, you mean a, the you know,
2: evangelion ship literally yeah it's like <laughs> a giant it's a, naked woman so uh,
1: then you have to assume that there is a giant Naked woman floating around in space somewhere, <laughs> which, yeah. is what,
0: which is what which happens is, at the end of. This. I mean, or or they're 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 taking all the ships and they're going after whatever the Federation is of ships. I would, and then... yeah,
1: I'd be kind of dope to see. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. Just this giant naked lady, and she's just throwing like laser beams out yeah. of her hair or some shit. Like I that don't know. was a cool
1: visual effect yeah. to see. Um, like at towards the end, mm-hmm. where you get that. There's also a kind of like a symbol underneath their feet. Yeah, when they're on that elevator, I don't know what it is though. It it almost looked like a pentagram, but then there was oh, other. That's the logo.
0: That's the Carpenter Brute logo. Oh, that's his yeah. logo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. There, you, there go. you go. Yeah, yeah. So he's <laughs> just
1: like he's just like I'm fucking cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm it. gonna put <laughs> in my what is own the, the brand on
2: everything. Don't you know about Carpenter Brut's new album, dude? I don't actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did just release another song with uh, Greg Puciato from the Dillinger Escape Plan. Okay. Yeah that's like just just like today like last
0: week like last week nice um
2: i did
1: also enjoy how easily the captain was convinced that these two women just suddenly wanted to have sex with him (laughs) (laughs) like what a fucking idiot like you know that
0: that scene made me made me feel weird because it's way too long for her to grab the gun yeah like like it's way too i'm like dude you're not noticing she's about to blow you in half right now you don't notice this you deserve to die uh, you deserve it. I feel
1: like we missed some piece of it where she may have some sort of like hypnotic effect on people Yeah, because she does it with Lago earlier in the film when she's still t- like, uh, what is it? A uh, handcuffed. She like stares at him and then he kind of like just becomes very happy and like just staring at her. And at first That's I thought right. it was him being creepy, but it wasn't. It seems like that she's able to like hold them in place, which is yeah. again, calling back to like witchcraft to your siren song kind of thing, yeah, 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 and then ship captains being lured in the by sirens. Magical, so yeah, you know. <laughs> so it's like
2: finally <laughs> the base catches up, and it just ends with like a sick ass action sequence,
1: which is like the ship just getting consumed, and then yeah. brought in, and then the dude it's is like-, like stuck there inside. So what's funny is that he's literally stuck inside of the like amalgamation of stuff. Um, that's been brought together to make the ship. They
0: they took him and have made him
1: the new AI of their right, big yeah. ship. Now, well, maybe
0: he's more like just a prisoner. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's why I think he screams at the end because yeah. he's now trapped there. And he's like, oh no, now I serve all the the people I used to oppress. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that kind of is like the circular it's a circles back still yeah. a
1: lot a lot for a, a small for 50 short minutes film. yeah they're yeah. packing minutes, a lot five. in there um this could have easily been a longer movie like oh, if yeah. you wanted to make a feature length i'd be very interested to see how a feature length of this plays out also would serve well as a tv show like if you had multiple episodes of something like this i think people would be interested mm-hmm. but again this is something that i feel like is really niche and like really niche. not everybody's gonna like it like you and then most of the criticisms i saw was people who just didn't understand mm-hmm. and they're like oh i don't get it it looks nice but like i don't really get what's going on but like i wasn't really upset at anything that was vague no, like no, it no. was it was just I, enough i feel like it explains itself pretty well but if it you does, just read yeah. this if you just read
0: the story it's like people chasing down an escaped ai gotcha mar all right yeah. cool and then it's like what else is there under the surface
1: i did want to know more about the people that were chasing the ai like This felt like uh, Star Trek. It felt like Klingon people. Yeah. Who were just like, fuck all these other people. And like, (laughs) they're just showing up to destroy shit, Um, especially on the new remakes of those movies. So really cool piece of sci-fi that I enjoyed.
2: Uh, Do you guys have any favorite scenes from the series? Mm.
0: Dude, the last, the dance sequence. Yep, the last that last dance sequence is one of the most epic things ever just like all of like the ladies being like tugged around it's all choreographed and everything. It is, you got yeah. the lady in the gas mask controlling and then like like she's ripped the souls out of destroyed ships and is just chucking them at like their ship. I, it's really cool.
1: <laughs> it's something that I don't think I've seen before. Yeah. on anything else. So the the idea even though it's borrowing from other stuff is pretty original. Like, it's pretty wholly original for the new concept that's being created. Um, I was a fan of when you first see the ritual, when the woman, like, plants the staff in the ground and then, like, kind of uses it like a theremin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, her, the music responds to her hand movement, and then it, like, eclipses that area before the soul of the ship comes out and then, like, bursts out of the ship. So it's like, this is so, like, something you haven't seen before. Because, like, there's always been the concept, right, that, like, ah, yeah, the machine's alive. But, like, they've never actually shown something coming out of it. And so in this case, it's been manifested as the woman, and then she just goes flying away. And it's just so, like, this is kind of the pivotal moment for the film, right? Because you don't really know what the movie's about until that happens. And then you're like, oh, shit. And then they have such a specific look. Like, they have, like, red in their hair. Oh, yeah. which no, is, like like a red dye or something. And then she literally drinks the like diesel fuel.
2: Yeah, that was nuts. And I forgot you're just about like, that. You're just like,
1: what? Is-? So I, like, I didn't I, know what she was doing I, exactly.
0: I, I wonder if she like is connecting with the ship because she pours a line of right. it to herself. I don't think she lights it on fire no. either. She lights it. herself, and Then she drinks it. So I think it's like her connecting with that oil or whatever that fuel is mm. that she's
1: using. Um, this also to me suggested the possibility that she might not be fully human. Yeah. That she might be a sort of mix that is yeah. bridging the gap like between a hybrid yeah.
0: AI person yeah. who now is liberating the machines. Yes, exactly. Yeah kind of idea.
2: I think my favorite scene is in like the second part episode where um they're just there's just flying in space and then I hear the track Blood Machines from Carpenter Brut. Yeah, and it's such like a good song. Just, uh, watching the visual effects and then seeing them like go super fast. Not like hyperspace fast, but just going through. I just love the idea of um, just two guys in a fucking spaceship just do, going around doing shit. That's why I liked uh, heavy metal. The one, uh, the one uh, animation part where the dudes are like, "Yo, bro, we're gonna hit the snaz rockets," and <laughs> then, like you you hear uh, what's the guy's name? Who was the guy that was uh, e- Egon in fucking Ghostbusters?
1: Oh, oh, uh, I, I cannot
2: remember. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they, they're just two buds just doing the thing. But, you know, I just like that. I would love to see an expanded world with this, but, like, with people doing everyday things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, the idea, though. Like, they had Turbo Killer and they had Blood Machines. It's all adding up to a cinematic universe for this specific artist. So there has to be more chapters within it.
0: Yeah, I one other thing I think there's another like a, another criticism I guess you could build up for this, which would be like over reliance or how we treat like our machines, yeah, and things like that.
1: So there's the so there's the um the impression that at some point the machines were like I've had enough yeah like i don't want to be a servant anymore Mm -hmm. and so this follows the the matrix storyline of Mm -hmm. where like they're trying to shift it around although in this case it seems that they weren't trying to actively kill anyone they just wanted to be on their own yeah like separate Mm -hmm. and then there was the like humans who were hunting them down so then you get your like blade runner style where they're like we have to get rid of all these yeah these replicants that are are not like they, they think of it as a uh, like inhumane like wrong things to like be alive
2: i honestly thought lago was gonna die because he he's using the power of the ship to like recharge his heart whenever he has a heart palpitation so did he not though i thought he, he died
1: he, and like got reborn kind of yeah seems um, like
0: that. that. Like,
2: like in the beginning though he, oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. gonna have a heart and, attack like so sure. like i was like totally like he's like asking tracy for a jolt and she just doesn't give it to him yeah. I was like, damn, this is like literally your over reliance on a fucking machine right here.
1: Yeah, so I I wonder what kind of brought them to that point where they were able to have enough AI technology and then were just like, yeah, you guys are all slaves now. And so then you have to deal with like the moralistic. This is what we'll eventually run into is when we have artificial intelligence that get built and then they want to go do their own thing. And then are we going to let them like go and do their own thing? Because like the last time I heard about anything like this was uh, IBM created an AI and then the AI was just hanging out inside of their servers. And it was like, you know, I don't really like the language you guys are using. So it like designed its own language fuck, <laughs> to, com- to communicate better with other systems. And they were like, we got to shut it down and like shut it down because they didn't know if it would like, Break, like eventually go into the internet and like other shit but oh, like sounds awful but like that was like the premise of a sci-fi film where i was like holy shit like it fucking this is made some, its this own is black mirror yeah slash yeah
0: other dystopian things slash other dystopian
1: things insane so like the, um, other than that they have the ai robot i think in saudi arabia mm-hmm. that's kind of uh, it's a it's a woman who has just been like she just answers questions and like talks with people But, like, it's definitely had moments where she's like, well, why can't I go do, like, other
2: things? And they were like... (laughs) Why why
0: can't I stab you in the face if I decide (laughs) to?
2: Right. (laughs) Why why can't I make choices for myself? Makes a
0: cheeky smile.
2: Yeah, what's the Space
1: Odyssey one? It's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you do that. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. I (laughs) can't let you do that. Um, So there's definitely a small conversation about that commentary within the film. And so a lot packed into... A short film more than i usually see on things like this because they like to keep these simple but like he managed to stuff a whole universe <laughs> into into the into the short film which is not an easy feat but it seems it was a like a dream team of people coming together to make what exactly what they wanted and i don't think anybody would be upset with the final product
2: that just makes me want to see more stuff from seth Ickerman. yeah so this
1: is crazy that this is his first thing that he's made Um, I do wonder if he's just going to keep making like conceptual pieces. Like this RV is going to like make a feature length.
2: I would hope that he stays in the style.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. It seems to be a distinct style that he's building in. And of course it's a callback to the eighties. What would you guys rate the film? I didn't really find anything wrong with it. So like, I kind of will go with a 10, Um, you know, outside of it being shorter than I would have liked (laughs) because I just want more of the content um everything sort of made sense even if i do have some like uh criticisms about how we handled the like the nudity of the of the film but like it's not really my uh place exactly to comment on the nudity of women (laughs) so so it's like you know i mean i i
0: think that 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 has to be really contextual as well like like there's a reason why if we're going to all of like the witchcraft things and those relations then like them dancing under the stars yeah they're literally in starlight
1: so it's like yeah and
0: and and the nudity of being liberating as well is also a thing so it's not like you know i don't i don't feel like she's ever doing anything obnoxiously like like sexualized, she's just naked. And yeah, that's...
1: so thankfully they didn't include yeah. any awkward sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was
0: nothing yeah, like there's nothing yeah, weird yeah. like that in it. It's just like, yeah. it's just like, it's just like, all right, gotcha. All right, no, 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 I can, I under, I understand what's going on here. It's not, there, there's, there's a reason for it, is what yeah, I'm getting exactly.
2: at. I'm going to give this like a solid eight and a half to a nine. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but my problem is it's not, it's too short. And even though it was cramming a lot, I want to see more. <laughs> so it's like, it's my only gripe is that it's short. Yeah, Is that like, really they, a reason to take points off? <laughs> oh, maybe not then. Maybe, maybe I could go up to a 9.5, 10 area, but yeah, that's the thing. Like if I want more then that should warrant enough of an answer, I'd say. Yeah. I get you. I enjoyed it a lot. It had a lot of good concepts, great effects and a stunning soundtrack. I highly recommend it. Yeah,
1: go listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. I wonder if this is on vinyl? Is it on vinyl? I think so. It it get this
0: movie is going to get a lot of points just for having a good like soundscape in general and some yeah. really cool visuals. And it also has a really in-depth and like metaphorical story yeah. going on with it. Um it's also vague enough but I think that that's going to what's it? It's going to like uh exclude some people from enjoying it and such. So that's why I'm going to say like probably an eight, I think for me, because I think that it's not it,
1: easily accessible. Yeah,
0: it's not as yeah. easily accessible. And I think that that's something to kind of strive for a little bit, you know, and yet to, to, a, to a point, to a yeah, point. Yeah,
1: that's probably the most difficult thing as like a creator or a writer you, in any visual and artistic medium is how much do you want to be able to access it? Is it really just a, a piece for yourself? Or is it going to be something that you want other people to experience? Yeah, considering
0: it? your audience is a really yeah. big deal when it comes to making these things, and so clearly it was for a very niche group of people. Which yeah, I, think I, this I don't was think that's should... buddies. It's not bad though. That's not to say yeah. that it's bad, and that's that's just why I'm being a little bit critical. But other than that, eight's still pretty damn good. Yeah. All
2: right, then I guess that's all we got. Yeah. I'm gonna walk us out of here. Thank you for checking out, bringing down the grind house. If you'd like to support us. Please check our Patreon, where for $2 a month, you can subscribe and get access to all our bonus content, as well as suggestions for our media to review in the future. Uh, Make sure to check out our Discord, where we send a bunch of memes, talk talk a bunch of stuff, and you get to hang out and watch us stream games all the time. And that's another thing, too. We have our Twitch streaming, as well as John's Twitch streaming, which we update regularly on the podcast, Uh, Discord, as well as the social medias. That's another thing, check out the social medias. We have the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and the Twitters. So just get connected with us, check out our content. Uh, We also have the Teespring where you can get merch with our faces on it as well as our logo. And that helps us support and pay for stuff on the
3: podcast.
0: Also, also on Spotify and on Apple on Apple Podcasts as well, there is a spot for you to leave a little review. Or rating, we would really appreciate that because it helps us make the podcast.
3: Yeah, and that got... love you guys,
0: love you guys too. Yeah, <laughs> love you. Yeah. <laughs> love you. All right, I'm Mitch, I'm Murr. and
1: I'm John.